Hi, my name is Sasha Islami, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Eversnap, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and it's with great pleasure that I have tonight a terrific guest who's going to join us and tell us about her journey, her journey as an entrepreneur and the founder of Popforms. Her name is Kate Matsudaira, and she is an entrepreneur and she's got just a beautiful website. I really do recommend you go and check it out now, popforms.com. Kate, it's a really warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Paul. No, we're thrilled that you could join us. And uh, perhaps you could just start by giving us a little insight into uh, who you are and, and about your business. Yeah, so my company, Popforms, um, we build tools and content education to help people, um, superstars, shine at work. And so it's really, um, if you're in a job and you want to be better at your job, uh, we're focused on kind of helping you do that. Uh, for me, my background started as an engineer um, where I was working in big companies, you know, writing code. And I did software for a number of years. And then I became a manager. And I've worked at really big companies like Microsoft and Amazon. But when I was kind of through those companies, I decided I really wanted to start my own company. So I left uh, Amazon at the time to go work in startups. And I've, I've been part of three successful startups. Two were acquired. Um, one is still going strong. And in all of that, I kept kind of saying, oh, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to start my own company. And I finally did it. <laughs> so that's kind of my like journey in a quick two-sentence summary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's people listening now as they're driving to work and just getting inspired by that journey because, uh, first of all, uh, you know, working for those terrific companies, even though they're large companies, I can imagine they're good fun to work for, uh, Amazon and Microsoft, and also then having the experience of uh, going into startups uh, and then now doing your own thing. And uh, what a beautiful, um, you know, service and website that you've got. So what gave you the idea to uh, start um, pop forms. How did you get that inspiration to launch that service? A uh, great question. So for me, um, when I was a manager at Amazon, or you know, kind of, I moved into that leadership role. I was really bad at it. Um, I was kind of the classic, really smart engineer who was really opinionated on what you know, what we built and how we built it. And the only way to really influence those decisions was to move into management, to be in the meetings and to have um, kind of a say. And the thing is that like, because I wasn't good at it, I really, I'd never failed really at anything in my life. And so I was determined to be a, a great manager. So I read tons of books and I spent a lot of time on it. And I started blogging on my personal blog, which is at katematz.com about kind of my journey and about my struggles. And, you know, when I worked with an executive coach, I blogged about that. And my blog started taking off, right? Like it started where like I would have 100 visits a month maybe. And then it went to like having 10,000 visits and then 30,000 visits. And pretty soon um, I had a really interesting audience uh, around this topic. 
And so when I went to start my company, uh, one of the things I learned working for different startups was that customer acquisition is always the biggest challenge. Like how do you find good qualified customers? And I think that's something that would resonate with anyone listening to this podcast. Um, but the one startup where that was not an issue for us was a company um, at the time called SEO Moz, now called Moz.com. And when I started there, they had um, they were largely in the consulting business. They didn't have uh, software products. And our job, uh, but they had a huge audience of like, you know, 200,000 registered users. And so in a lot of ways, working for them and learning that and learning how to build products when you have an audience was a really great and important skill. And it taught me the value of if you have people, figuring out what they want and building that for them is a lot easier than having something that you think people really want and trying to find the people. And so for me, when I thought about starting my company, I was like, well, I have people. I mean, it wasn't that many people, but it was enough. They said, what do these people want? And that was kind of how Popforms was born. Well, that is very inspiring. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, people listening to this now, that you made that change just simply by starting your own blog. I'm guessing it was a side project, just something to uh, uh, get you in, in, involved. In. And then suddenly this blog is taking off and, uh, and you were led by the audience and by the content. And uh, then you're building products to really satisfy need. Uh, what what uh, What's the real pain point that you're trying to solve? And uh, perhaps you could talk us through how you, you know, you uh, ended up uh, relieving that pain point. Yeah, I mean, great question. I think it's um, for us, our target audience tends to be people in bigger companies that are not getting the career development they need. And and kind of the way I always position it when I talk to people is that. If you're an executive and you have $1,000 to spend, there's all kinds of ways to help you be a better leader. You can hire a coach. You can go to a seminar. You can take a class, right? There's all kinds of things. But if you're just a line manager or a high potential employee and you only have $50 to $100 to spend, what exists there to help you be better um, at your job? And there really isn't much. Um, so people can, uh, you know, watch TED Talks or read blogs or whatever, but there's not a lot of structured content and curriculum. And a lot of the stuff that's there, to be quite honest, is kind of boring. Like it's very old school, very old kind of traditional leadership stuff. So we've taken a different spin on it, which is like let's make career development and building your soft skills and being a better leader fun. And so we try to infuse humor and, uh, you know, entertainment. If people go to the website, they can see the copy. Um, it's definitely something that we've tried to do where it's like taking kind of the traditional career development curriculum and making it enjoyable and uh, bite-sized and easy to consume for busy people. Yeah, I was thinking uh, in, in terms of app development, there's a lot of crossover here because uh, I've spoken to a number of different app developers, the founders of different uh, uh, apps, uh, and what they they seem to be doing is they're really focusing their product or service on a very small number of people. Those people that fall in love with the product and they they build it almost in uh, beta, uh, test it with those uh, people, those beta testers, and and they know they've got like an absolutely awesome product, uh, which when the the app is officially launched, uh, then it goes uh, viral and uh, gets a lot more success. Did you? build platforms with uh, beta testers and, uh, you know, a specific audience in mind? Um, I mean, sort of. I, I think we could have 
done a better job of that. I would say that we started with um, just the people coming to our website and we did do like some surveys and kind of asking people. But I would also just say we had a lot of data. Um, so and what we did was instead of maybe talking to people in the traditional way, we looked at what articles that I'd written had done really well, uh, what things get a lot of comments, what what sort of posts generate a lot of emails. It's amazing how many people will email you if you write an article that resonates with them. And so we kind of were able to like diagnose those pain points and then in talking with people and talking with managers and, and people about what they would pay for. So I wouldn't say we started as much with beta users as much as kind of conversations and a lot of data. Yeah, I'm just thinking how we could uh, take uh, some interesting points from this as app developers because we, you know, as a website, it's so easy to engage and have those uh, conversations with uh, people. But when we have... Uh, people downloading apps, you know, perhaps we don't have the same interaction with uh, those. Uh, they're somewhat removed uh, from, the, you know, the process. And uh, I guess that's a good lesson for us all is is having those uh, conversations with, uh, you know, the users of our products and services and getting to understand what they really want. So so what's exciting you right now? What uh, things are you getting involved with? Well, I have, oh, I have an idea. Yeah, on that okay, one go for it. Um, I actually think that one of the things people can do is create something that allows their users to want to value with them or have a connection with them and their brand outside of the app. So for example, one thing that they could do is if they have a newsletter or like, you know, get more of this content over email, um, that allows them to connect with those users and and have more of a point of contact Um if, if the people really like the content, right? So I think thinking about if you're an app developer, how do you actually build that relationship so you have it um, kind of long-term? Does that, that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And then I know that we've um, spoken, I've, I've spoken with this uh, series on, um, with, with an app developer who was doing a Q&A within his app and he said that was one of the best things he ever did. And um, he really got a lot of responses from uh, adjustments and uh, updates to the app. But um, do you have any uh, in, interest in, in building an app? Do you have, have you had those discussions with your team? Are, are you going to be launching any apps in the near future? Um, we've talked a lot about it, but I think the challenge that we have now is we are delivering a lot of content via email um, because we're kind of doing more of a pushed base system where a lot of people, like the problem with, with a lot of people is they sign up for a class or they want to take a class or learn something new and they'll sign up and they'll maybe do the first three lessons while they sit at their computer and then they never finish. And so what we've tried to do is break it down into little pieces and like push that to you. And right now email is the best format. I think we could potentially do things in an app, but um, the type of content that we're having, things like that, it's a little bit harder. But it is something that we definitely talked about. And I think we're more likely to do that around um, maybe pro- like maybe later in the future around productivity or like games or that sort of piece of it where it ties into like your personal uh, career development stuff. Yeah, there's so many interesting developments with apps that uh, are changing our behavior. And it's the gamification of all this stuff to try to move, move us uh, forward and, and get us to complete tasks and, and action. You know, there is a challenge, isn't there, with apps? Because uh, if you're delivering a lot of content, uh, it's only a small screen. I mean, an iPhone or a, 
an Android-based phone, they're, they're tiny little screens, and it's, it's probably challenging to, to get a lot of content out there. But what we do have is uh, push notifications, and push notifications uh, really uh, are read within literally seconds of uh, getting the, uh, the notification on your phone. Um, so maybe there's some things to think about there with um, using push notifications to deliver um, urgent messages or, or important messages about the content. Yeah, I just think the challenge is the form factor because how much value can – I mean, there's like tips of the day and things like that, and we've thought about that. It's just not um, valuable enough to our users to justify paying for it, I think, is where we've come across. It doesn't mean that won't change in the future, but you know, we try to focus on things that generate revenue from the beginning – so um, the, right now, for us, that form factor isn't been in an, in an app. But I think the lesson is kind of to think about how you will make money and like what form factor like your users want. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have um, any analytics, or could you share anything about uh, all these visitors to your website? So do you know roughly how how many are? Um, uh, on smartphones uh, compared to how many are actually visiting via a desktop? Oh, a lot. Um, I can pull that up really quickly. Uh, but I would say that we have a pretty high mobile usage, but um, we focus on making our site uh, responsive and we make sure that everything looks really good on email. So I would say um, 28 plus 8%, so whatever that uh, 34 or I mean, 36% of people are on tablet or mobile. Everyone else is on desktop. So I think it's substantial, but it's not like more than half. So for us, that probably makes more sense. But I would say that we've made a lot of efforts to make every email that we write, every you know view on our website look great on a phone and a tablet. Yeah, because you're, you're delivering them uh, these this content via email as well, and people are then coming back to the site. Uh, maybe they read their email on the phone and then it, it just tap through and, and visit your site, and uh, and then they can see it's mobile responsive and get an easy read. It's interesting, isn't it? So the dilemmas of what to do as as more and more people are just using these devices as their primary computing device, and. Uh, just the challenge we all have, I guess, of keeping up uh, to date. And, and also this decision that we have to make is uh, at some point, you know, whether to go native apps or uh, whether to, to continue with the mobile responsive websites. Uh, but uh, what, um, what what stuff is um, really exciting you at the moment about what you're getting up to? Have you got any new projects on the go or anything that uh, you could talk about that uh, is on the horizon? Yeah, well, I mean, right now, if you go to our website um, and look at our products, we mostly just have kind of email-based courses. So we're launching a more um, a, a subscription service for our content, which is super exciting because we started with these courses that originally, I mean, it's kind of a funny story. We thought they would be free. We thought like people, we would give them away for free, but then we found that people didn't actually use them. Um, and so we started charging like a small fee. And then what we found was like we would we doubled the fee and then we doubled it again. And now we're around $40 a course. And uh, it didn't actually affect our sales. So I thought that was really interesting. But I think part of that is we're serving the enterprise and largely people paying with their corporate cards. Um, but it, what's really interesting, I think, and this is kind of where the build your audience, then build your product kind of comes into play is we're, we're launching this new subscription uh, next month that is a content subscription. So it will include all access to our courses plus um, these new modules that we're putting together. But the interesting thing is that I've already pre-sold 
about 18 of them to corporations like yearly subscriptions. And so it's kind of and, – and the reason that came about was because companies were writing and asking us, can I get this for my whole company? And we don't want to pay per course. And so we've now become really profitable when we just launched our website in July – um, through this kind of very organic process where we focused on adding a lot of value to our users, attracting users, listening to them, and then like, you know, kind of evolving as we go. And so I think, it, uh, you know, a big piece of advice I'd have for people as as you think about your product, don't just build your product, but think about your users and and customers and connect with them and and start having those conversations earlier because, you know, like you, I would have never predicted this is what our business would be even a year ago or six months ago. It's really evolved. And it's wonderful. It's just a, such a great story. And, and almost like we, you are, you're speaking to a, a bunch of uh, app developers and we just get carried away with the features that we can put into an app. And sometimes I do think we uh, are uh, unfortunately distracted with what we can do rather than what we uh, can learn from the users, uh, what they really need. And I love this. I'm going to pick up on the word that you used um, in pre-selling, uh, pre-selling uh, to validate the idea. And that's been uh, coming on to the uh, podcast series time and time again. Uh, episode 53 with uh, Carl Mattiola. He talked about um, pre-selling uh, to validate an idea. And I just think it's great to be, be reminded that how important that is, that you don't need a product or service. You can just go out and sell the idea and then get uh, some customers and uh and obviously that's validated. So um, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. And I think also like start with uh, like um, I think Amy Hoy has a great blog post on this. If you Google like build a tiny product first. So for us, we launched with just like a, like four or five classes, like super small. And then now we've built out and we have a lot more. But I think, you know, and now we're launching our subscription that we have enough classes that actually a subscription would be interesting. But we could have like easily said, oh, well, we'll launch in six to eight months when we have a subscription. Um, because initially we weren't making hardly any money on like the $10. Well, they started at like five or $10 a course. Like we'd make like a few hundred dollars. Um, and then, you know, we got to making thousands and things like that. But it was a very gradual process. But if you have something that people like and people want to use, I think that you know, is a, is a great way to validate where you're headed. And I just love where we're going as well with all this uh, information and people are, I guess, more willing to pay money for courses, you know, with the likes of Udemy. Uh, we had uh, the founder of uh, Chic CEO on here and uh, the, the, she was talking about uh, just the, the need for more information, more content, but in, in a way that's easily to, digestible and, and that you can actually take action from, from the... The, you know the courses and the material a bit before we leave uh, i know that we're um, we're going to have to um, uh, keep keep this to 30 minutes uh, perhaps you know we love talking about apps this is the app guy podcast maybe uh, you could just give us an insight into whether you, you use a smartphone and if so what your favorite apps are i do i i have an iphone and i use an iphone um Gosh, it's really hard because I have apps that I just like love and um and, like the design of and apps that I just use a lot. So um like I love I I I mean I love Evernote. I use it like extensively for like note taking and just keeping track of ideas whenever they come. I I call it my idea catcher <laughs> so that I don't lose like the smart things that happen. 
Um, the other thing that, I mean, I, I do a lot on my phone. Um, recently, I started playing this game. It's so addictive. Right. Called, don't tell <laughs> called us. Don't Quiz. tell us. It's called Quiz Up. Have you ever heard oh, of it? Oh, Quiz Up. I, yeah, that is very addictive. Uh, Super addictive. Um, but you like you compete with other people and you answer like six. It takes like a minute or two minutes to play like a round. But it's, you know, I've been so addicted. I've been playing like the computer science stuff, and I swear I'm like learning all this stuff while I play it. It's it's very fun. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about that is um, there's quite a lot of um, U.S. centric uh, questions on there. So, uh, I mean, that's my excuse for losing almost every time. But uh, <laughs> it's a great app, absolutely. Great. Uh, so just as we finalize this then, um, it, how can people best, uh, you know, but before we say goodbye, what's, what's the best way of uh, reaching and connecting with you, uh, Kate? What's the, how, how can people get in touch? Well, um, one of the best ways is uh, via like PopForms. There's a lot of info there. They can also email me, kate at popforms.com. Um, or my personal blog, if they just want to read more about me and my journey, there's a lot of info on there. Um, and I'm always happy to answer questions or talk with people and just kind of connect. It's amazing what great things can happen over the internet. And, and uh, it would be great to have one last piece of advice that you can uh, give to the uh, audience. Uh, maybe, you know, those people that are uh, perhaps in a corporation now like Microsoft, like uh, Amazon. Uh, what, what would you say in, in, in to those people who may be just thinking about going to a startup or doing their own thing? Um, well, I would say my general piece of advice is like figure out what's best for you. Um, sometimes, I mean, startups take a specific type of people. I would say that um, look at, you know, what makes you um, special. Like what do you have that is rare and valuable and interesting and just focus on being the very best that you can at that because that's going to give you the most control and the most options in your career. Well, Kate, you have an inspirational story and I'm so glad that you shared it with us uh, on the App Guide podcast. I wish you all the success and thanks for joining us. It's been wonderful. All right. Thanks so much, Paul. Have a great day. You're listening to the App Guide podcast. My name is Paul Kemp, and I wanted to invite you to join my live webinar. I will go through how I'm able to network with some of the most successful authors and entrepreneurs and startup founders, app developers, uh, just successful people that you're listening to on this podcast. Uh, if you're interested, please do come and join me on the live webinar. Just simply go to this link, theappguide.co forward slash webinar. That's theappguide.co forward slash webinar. Find the button to register and I will help you grow your network.